You're listening to The Athletic Mind with your host, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. And we're back. Two weeks in a row on the same pod. Pretty good. Yeah, and, and it should be it should be known that the link to this podcast was called Stressful Times with Taylor and Lou. <laughs> uh we're a little strung out but you know what it gives you good material to talk about and i think that that's one of the best parts about um being a coach and being person-centric in the way that i coach both on the ice and off the ice is that like you get to be really honest with people that like you're also a human being and you deal with your own stresses um but with that in mind it wouldn't be, you know, the athletic mind if we didn't give you a little tips, tricks, and tools to go along with it. True, so, true. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, um, I've been trying to figure out the the title for this or a good way to sum it up. Mine that I have here is learning how to thrive in times of uncertainty. Oh, that's a Ooh. good one. <laughs> wow. Thriving, not surviving good the best um yeah i'm not there yet i'll get there <laughs> eventually yeah 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 but i think to kind of like to sum it up and then we'll dive into it obviously the episode today is going to surround in t- times of uncertainty or when there's a lot of change going in and on in your life and you're stressed about that change or maybe you don't know what direction you're going in how do you learn how to bring it back and be present and learn how to focus on what's going on in your current experience because like we've talked about a lot on the show if you're really future oriented you're worried about what's going to happen next maybe or how things are going to play out then you're focused on something that you can't control or maybe you're stuck on something that happened that is now changing where you're at you're also focused on something that you can't control which is going to send off red flags everywhere in your brain telling you that you have no agency in this and it's really scary and that's not going to put you into a good state to problem solve or get creative about things that you could do to help yourself feel better so we're going to talk about how to get out of that rumination on either the future or the past and actually get into some strategies for, you know, finding a way forward. Mm, and I, I like that you talk about the difference between like future and past rumination, because the way I see it is like, if you're ruminating on the past, you quite literally can't change that at all. There's nothing mm. you can do. It's already happened. So the more you ruminate, the more of these red flags are going to come up, the more you're going to feel stuck in your experience and you're just going to have an overall shitty day mostly. But the difference with forward thinking is like, okay, you can plan for the future to a certain extent, right? That's the point of having a present moment is so you can take time to prepare. We talk about preparation in sports all the time, and this is applicable both in sport and in life. And I'm looking at this from like a life perspective now, but of course it's applicable in both areas. But with with the the forward 
kind of dwelling or ruminating, there's a difference between doing what you can to plan for the future that you would like to have versus focusing on a future and being so overly consumed with what that is going to look like without you having any remote control over the possibility of that actually being the outcome, Mm -hmm. then we kind of get pulled back into that loop of rumination and it's not in our control and getting to feeling like stuck in our experience, right? And so that's kind of how I'm looking at this in, in my situation. So I'm going through immigration. So like, let's just preface this conversation with like, it's really out of my control. There's not much I can do. So bureaucracies are so much fun. We love (laughs) politics. I love that I studied politics for five years of my life only to get slapped in the face with it when I wanted to go and do something else. Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we're not bitter at all. (laughs) Anyway, so basically I'm at the point where I, I can't control what's going to happen. Either it's going to be approved or it's going to be rejected. So my brain is sitting here thinking, okay, what is it that I can do as like plan B, C, and D if it's rejected, right? But it's gotten to the point where, okay, I've got some plans in place, but now is where that ruminating starts to come in because I don't have an answer yet. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just sitting in this constant limbo of like, what the fuck is going on? So this is why I thought about how do we thrive in times of uncertainty? Because Mm. it's going to happen both in sport and in life, no matter what you do. So, yeah. And how much have you enjoyed your past couple of days, Taylor? (laughs) Um, Not that much, I will be honest. And I'm like, well, it makes sense. (laughs) I'm equipped with these tools. And so like, this is kind of what, what my point is here is, right? Like we talk about being able to, take your performance into control, right? So this is just a perfect example of what what we are talking about when we say the brain runs the show. And if you don't train it to work in your favor, then you're really leaving your performance and your circumstances up to chance. And even I, who have the tools, I struggle with this still. So you can just imagine how someone who has no idea how to cope with this might be feeling at this time. Uh, Yeah, I think it's also a really good testament to you have an autopilot mode. And when your brain isn't sure what to do, it's always going to revert to that autopilot mode. So while you may be, if you're in the beginning stages of brain training, or if you're a little bit later on, you're always going to have that autopilot that you started with. But the idea is that you recognize it quicker. And that when it's maladaptive and it's not helping you anymore, you're able to nip it in the bud before you dug yourself into your own grave. But the other side of it too, and and we're using a life example, a pretty stressful one, I would say. But if we're taking this back and looking at it from a, a sport perspective, it's pretty topical right now with where we're at and in the hockey season, at least. Maybe, you know, at the end of this season, you're thinking about making the next next step jumping up to the next level. Maybe you're going from high school to college. Maybe or a different maybe professional just, team. Yeah, like getting ready for tryouts, which is such a loaded word. Ooh, um, I just got chills. Evokes, right? Like evokes a lot of stress. And then you start playing the, well, what if I don't make it? Or what if I show up and everybody there is just so much better? That 
has the potential to become something that you ruminate on? And what does ruminating on that thing that's going to come up in, you know, August or September, what is focusing on that going to take away from your preparation moving into it? Whereas if you know you're making a jump, you know you're going to the next level, you know you're going from high school to college or college to pros or from one team to another, your preparation is in off-season training and getting real with yourself about what's maybe, you know, keeping you from getting to that next level up until this point, what weaknesses you know you need to work on, or looking at your past season and saying, yeah, those are my areas for growth. But if you're so worried about the tryout itself, you're never going to be able to look at that honestly and figure out truly what it is you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that I'm actually working with one of my clients with at the moment too, is she's prepping for tryouts starting in like a week and a half now. And a few weeks ago I'd asked her, okay, so what is it that you're, you want to focus on over the next month as you start prepping for tryouts now that the season's done, you've had like the March break to take a little bit of time for yourself. You can do a little bit of like rest, relax right now. What is it that we can be doing now to prep for then? And she's a younger, younger girl. So she's like, well, I want to like improve my strength. And I said, okay, let's have a conversation about strength in a month. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really not the thing you need to be focusing on because that is something that's such a long, long time to be working on. Um, that's mm-hmm. more like a full off season to set those type of lofty goals. Whereas like, okay, what is it that we can be doing now, right? The second that's going to have an immediate impact for this tryout. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd like to improve, uh, prove my stride. All right. Perfect. So heading into practices, that's something you need to remind yourself of. All right. I need to improve my stride. How is it that I need to do this? And okay. Once I've finished practice, taking time right after we're done and saying, okay, how was this intention for this practice? And then over time of doing this, of just the internal feedback loop, you start to see that progress build and build, not just on paper, but physically in your, in your uh, skill development as well. Yeah, absolutely. Starts with being able to pull yourself away from the ruminating and getting fixated on things to get back to the process, mm-hmm. right? It's like removing your your focus from the outcome and coming back to the process. And, and although we talk about this a lot in the course, why it's so important to think about the process versus the outcome. The other thing is, is that we did some research heading into this and it's there's a, a paper by Sansom Daly, Bryant and all that said, you know, ruminative thinking has been shown to impede the ability to recall specific autobiographical memories, which in turn is related to maladaptive, categoric future thinking processes. So there's a, a lot in that, but I think the biggest thing to pull from it is number one, it hurts your ability to recall things that are happening in the moment, right? Those autobiographical memories, things that are happening in the moment while you're focused on the future or the past. But then the other part of that is because you're not focused on the present, what you are focused on is a maladaptive. So not a, what's another word for, what's the opposite of maladaptive? Taylor, why am I blanking on this right now? I was just going to go with like a supportive strategy. Be supportive. Um, I didn't want to say, 
Yeah, I didn't want to use adaptive because, you know, don't use the the word that's in the... Don't use definition. the antonym of the word that... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're not, you're not going to be in a, like a self-supportive conversation with yourself. You're not going to have self-supportive thoughts because you're thinking about something that's so out of your control. And I think that's really important to understand, right? If you are so far on either side of the spectrum, future or past oriented thinking, when you get to a point where maybe you get to that future thing, maybe it's tryouts or whatever, when it comes time to call back the memories to say, oh, I'm ready, I'm prepared, you're not you're not going to have them because you you won't have those memories from the times when you should have been present in the process because you were so worried thinking about the future the entire time that you didn't take a moment to just take in what was happening so now you don't have the self-supportive beliefs in place and the proof and evidence that you need to say yeah i am ready because you've been so worried about getting to the point where you're at and this is again just showing how important preparation is and also the process without being prepared what is it what is that saying it's like if you fail to prepare then you're preparing to fail yes but also without focusing on the process all you're doing is again what we've talked about from the very beginning is just looking at the future and hoping for the best and athletes you, you can't you really can't leave your performance up to chance if you really want to do something with your sport. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there are people who you would you wouldn't believe the lengths that some athletes go to to improve themselves. And like they truly don't want to leave anything up to chance. So they work on optimizing their physical health, their nutrition, their mental health, their mental training. Like what is it that I can do to be the next best athlete in this sport right yeah so yeah I mean we've obviously talked about the importance of preparing properly and what happens when you're getting stuck in this loop of ruminating and, and dwelling on uncontrollable things and I know we've talked in in previous episodes about focusing on controllables and like what are the controllables uncontrollables and stuff and so if if you haven't listened to that episode I would recommend you go back and, and listen to it because it's going to be helpful for situations like this because knowing okay what is it that's actually in my control that I'm going to be able to to focus on to make an impact mm -hmm. to make a difference versus what's not you're going to be able to see okay I shouldn't be focusing all of my efforts in this area. Yeah. And the reason that I, I want to say the direct controllables is because, yeah, there's not that much you can truly control, but there are things that you can do to create an impact that could change potentially. Yeah. And so doing the direct impactful things, if this, if this is making sense or not making sense, please like, let me know. Cause I'm, my brain is also like, not in the best space <laughs> and my brain's going all over the place but that's kind of how I think sometimes it's like okay this is something that I can directly control okay this is what I can do and then I think okay these are things that I can do it's not going to, to directly impact the result but it can be something as an added potential benefit to this scenario yeah 
what you're what you're hitting on are are the specifics of the process, right? The small details that ultimately change the trajectory of where you're going. Because if you're focused on the small details, and you know we've talked about it in goal setting as well, and you can look at the SMART acronym of specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. When we talk about goal setting, we are just talking about what Taylor is saying. It's the the directly controllable things, which happen to be very detail-oriented. So for your player who's saying, well, I want to work on my stride, then it's like, okay, well, what about your stride? Do you want to work on stride recovery, getting your feet back underneath your hips every time? Or do you want to work on full extension and making sure that you're getting as much power off of your stride out? You got to get really, really detailed because that's the stuff that's going to make the difference. And that's what those athletes who are willing to do anything and everything necessary to get to that top level, that's what they're focused on. And that's what you're missing out on when we say you're missing the process, you're missing the details that actually push you forward if you're stuck in that rumination. Mm -hmm. Thank you for putting words to my brain vomit. I appreciate it. Your brain vomit. (laughs) But I think the, like moving into what you can do at this point, you know, mindfulness, I breath work. Yeah. And I'm trying not to make it sound like super granola-y, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But a practice of mindfulness is so, so important. And I want to kind of specify, I guess, a little bit what I'm talking about. I know that there's a lot of different things that get evoked for people when you talk about mindfulness from like sitting crisscross applesauce with, you know, your hands in a Zen pose. But what we're, what I'm talking about right now is basically having a highly receptive, non-judgmental awareness and attention to whatever is present in that moment, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, right? So you're, you're just keyed into the moment and that's it. You're present. A lot of people will probably feel like they're in flow if you're feeling this way. Um, so with that in mind, how can you help yourself be present? How can you allow yourself to be mindful of the moment that you're in so that you can key into those small detail-oriented bits of the process that are going to help you latch onto those feelings of, oh, I have control, I have impact, I feel safe, I feel good, I can move forward. <laughs> and I think that does come down to breath work. You can take a couple minutes to center yourself Maybe you use a mantra like be where your feet are or box breathing helps, right? But being able to get yourself into that state where you're just aware of what's going on. You're in the moment. You're not judging the feelings that might be coming by. You're just seeing them for what they are and then moving forward with knowledge from that feeling. Mm -hmm. There was my brain vomit. So... I don't really think that was vomit. I think you like laid it out perfectly in my opinion. And with, with the breath work portion, I think I would also just like to, to add, you know, when it comes to doing breath work, I think so many people are like, oh, breath work, meh. Like, <laughs> like it's such a, a, like a, an overused term or a cliche or 
granola, as you would say. Um, yeah. But it actually, like scientifically, has really, really great benefits for the body. One, when you're focusing on your breathing more intentionally, you're bringing in more oxygen to your body because you're actually sitting here and thinking about the process of breathing. So you're breathing more frequently than you normally would. Yeah. Two, this helps to regulate your nervous system, people. So when you're anxious, like <laughs> I am right now, <laughs> it helps to calm the body down because you're taking your focus from all of these things out here and bringing it in here. And so one yeah. of the, the things that's actually really, really helpful for me and, and it's just taking a few deep breaths to help recenter myself and recenter my focus and also to feel some of that tension leave my body to a certain extent because I'm sitting here recognizing I'm not in a really great state right now and I want to change this. So what is it that I can do now to make my current experience feel a little bit better and it's not going to fix everything right away you're not going to feel like super hunky dory right off the get-go right like it takes practice just like anything else does but there is like scientific benefits to breath work so for those who may think that it's like an overused recommendation it's actually one of the cheapest because <laughs> it's free yeah. <laughs> and easiest techniques that you can use to calm your state and to get back into that focus state. So don't judge something just because everybody preaches it all the time would yeah. be, would be my recommendation. But uh, for me, the one thing that I, again, like outside of the, the breath work is just to kind of pull myself back from whatever it is that I'm starting to feel like dwelling or, or ruminating around. I remind myself like, okay, what is it that's in my control right now? Like, am I focusing on something that I can can actively do, change anything? If not, then mm -hmm. I need to figure out why am I thinking about this? Identify what the problem is because sometimes yeah. you don't always know. And then from there, I just have to keep reminding myself, like, this isn't something that I can control at this point. And by focusing on this, it's taking away from everything else that I have going on in my life at the moment. So yeah. just taking yeah. yourself and, and being mindful and to give yourself like a gentle reminder, hey, you're starting to come back to this, this thing and we know that that's not a good thing right now. So like, let's pull it back for a sec, recenter, yeah. have a deep breath and then get back to it. Yep. Well said. Thank you. Well said. I had to take some nice breaths so I could <laughs> a little bit if you couldn't notice <laughs> and speaking of unfortunate and unforeseeable circumstances Lou has had to make a very abrupt exit from our conversation here but we pretty much summed everything up already in terms of what we've been talking about with dwelling and ruminating on things that are outside of our control and touching on what it is that we can do in the present moment in order to feel better in these moments of uncertainty and effectively learn to thrive in the uncertainty. And again, like everything else, this is not something that is going to happen uh, right away. Very similar to any other muscle in the body is like over time with practice and effort, 
it's going to get easier to notice when you're slipping into a more negative state, being able to manage that state and be able to recover both in life and in sport. So on that note, if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and leave us a rating on Spotify. We really, really appreciate all of you who take the time to do this. This really does help our podcast grow and reach new audiences just like yourself. And if you are interested in any sort of athlete coaching or our brain training for athletes program, whether that be for you personally as an athlete or as a coach, or if you are a coach looking to offer your team some sort of mental performance coaching, then please go down to the show notes and you will see the links there for you to access. Or alternatively, you can email Lauren or myself directly uh, requesting some more information. So that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in to another week. And we will see you next week.